they started experimenting with TikTok on a like on a it was almost like a joke they did it and it turned out to be their best performing channel hello and a big welcome to hot sauce where we'll cover the hottest topics within sauce together with brilliant guests are you also curious about fast-grown companies and the people behind them welcome aboard my name is max nyman i'm the ceo of LimeGo, and this is an interactive podcast where you can give suggestions on upcoming guests and topics you can also jump into discussions with other listeners by leaving comments or upvoting their suggestions I'm determined to become one of the greatest within B2B sauce, which is why I invite thought leaders and pick their brains about how to scale their companies. However, there are so many fast-growing companies out there and new ones appearing all the time. I only know a fraction, and that's why I want to give you the opportunity to have an impact on the episodes and its content. Hit the link in the episode to interact and affect. Enough already, let's get to it. All right, Frederick, warm welcome. Thank you so much. Good to have you on board. And let's get right into it. Uh, which company do you work for and what is your role? Right now, I am working with Sparkforce. I'm here as a partner and growth lead, I think we call it. Um, so my company just got acquired, as mm-hmm. we just uh, talked about Congrats. Uh, before before getting started. Uh, my company just got acquired a month ago, and we, we've done B2B marketing uh, for early stage SaaS companies, I guess, yeah. uh, primarily there. And now, now we got acquired. So my role um, is still the same. I'm driving revenue for for B two B SaaS companies, right? Nice. And uh, tell me a bit about the problems you're solving. Like, uh, with what stage? What kind of uh, problems, issues, pains are they experiencing? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I think the major thing is a lot of companies just kind of dive head into marketing, right? We just go tactics, tactics, tactics. Uh, we should be uh, we should be there on LinkedIn. We should spend money on Google Ads, all that. So a lot of the foundational stuff hasn't been properly worked through, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about like positioning. How do we position in the market to make sure that people kind of know what problem we solve? Uh, we talk about messaging. We talk about uh, like segmentation and, and targeting and all these kind of stuff. So so for for a lot of the companies, and that. You know, you ask where we're normally at. We, we we represent like we work with companies who are later stage, so like Series B mm. later. Normally, um, you would think they've had had a lot of that like worked out their ICP and, and value propositioning and everything, but they a lot of times they just don't uh, because they manage to hit some sort of um, uh, product market fit, and then everything just came organic, right? So mm. they didn't really have the need to to do that. So we help companies understand that part of their business and then we help execute that part too right so we bring that stuff to the market and and do it in a in a profitable way so we do a lot of reporting too i like to call it a little bit maybe revops light so not like the heavy lifting systems all that but yep. but kind of understanding what drives revenue what doesn't where should we allocate where should we we invest all that so kind of broad spectrum um we like to say that we're channel agnostic because we do we do everything based off experiments. Yeah. So it's just about where is the customer, how can we target them, and how can we get them to buy, right? Cool. That's really interesting. And uh, let me see if I understand you right. So basically you're saying that a lot of companies that contact you, they've grown maybe so fast or gotten a Series B so that they haven't really nailed their positioning or, or like uh, messaging, and then you need to take a step back, figure that out, and then move forward again. <laughs> For some of them, um, it's a problem we see, but it's obviously it's not all of them. Yeah. A lot of the companies we work with have done amazing work with this, yeah. um, but but sometimes it makes sense to do that. Um, 
like with everything, right? But <clears throat> I think for the most for the most part, it's it's very much about making the channels work, right? Um, so they come to us because they've maybe tried another agency that weren't B two B specialized, or like they would have they would get a lot of juniors on their accounts, or you know you know the the classic agency drill, right? So yeah. you get a you get somebody selling you, and then you get the the very young project lead, or yeah. like who might <laughs> have been specialized. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And are used to working in B two C with e commerce, where just like pump money in because you could see direct ROI. So, so they're not really specialized like that. So, so that's that's also that's also one of the things they come in. They get a really you know in depth specialized partner, and we're we've been B two B focused, but but I think we're narrowing in and saying B two B SaaS and probably venture funded B two B SaaS because we can just see like the okay. way we run things and with the frameworks we do, we just we just make that like make that work and and really yeah. like bring in some revenue. Mm. But is it because it requires a bit of an investment, therefore, like backed companies, not bootstrap, maybe? Yeah, it does. We're 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 moving in with a pretty heavy team. Like for for the standard, we we move in with around seven people. Okay, um, well, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Cool. And uh, let's uh, deep dive into the like. Uh, first, you you get a company in, and they're saying, "Yeah, we want your help. Please uh, solve growth, solve revenue, demand, whatever it is." Right. What's the first thing that you do except or like when you've nailed or, or figured out that they know their positioning and their messaging? What's like, okay, let's get this party started. What are you doing? After positioning and ICP and, and belly props and all that there, that's, that's, uh, that's in there. We're like, we're just, we're getting into the execution, right? How yeah. can we, how can we message this product in the, in the right way? Right. So we have, we're working with four, like four different kinds of pillars, right? If you will. So we have category marketing, we have problem awareness, we have social proof, and then we have product marketing. And we do a mix of that based on maturity based. Uh, and I mean, category maturity, right? So we have like, if it's a, if it's a brand new category, you might not need as much product marketing, right? Yeah. But, but you will, if, if it's, if it's newer, because then you'll have to, or sorry, you will, you will not need as much category marketing um, because people know the category. Yeah. Right? So yeah. for example, uh, task management, right? You know, we we might not need to educate the market so much on what this category does and who's it for. Yeah, it's more like the, with the newer, U- USP than focusing on that rather. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But with a newer category, you probably you probably go there. So the mix is a little bit there. No. We 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 create like uh, messaging based on on these four pillars, and then we roll out uh, creatives, right? Um, normally, normally we start with a cold layer, always. Like that's the thing with with us consultants, right? Everything depends. It's the real uh, consultant answer, but but everything depends on where is it at the moment, right? Because if if we do, if we see like a company, they've got really great demand capture, so they have really good uh, Google Ads set up. They have a great uh, review site set up. Like they're they're capturing existing demand in the market. Yeah. Um, then we probably won't go in and, and adjust so much here. But if we then can see like okay, so they're only capturing demand. They're not really doing anything to promote their their own uh, product and their own problem and their own value prop, then we'll start with the code layer and yeah. try and launch that and get that up and running. Normally, uh, 30 days, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, but, and opposite, obviously, if, if we can see they do a great job on communicating, they do great content, like they have good webinars, all that, then we'll, we'll, we'll focus our, our efforts on, on really capturing the demand and seeing, is there anything we can do with the, 
uh, with the technical part of the sales process, right? So I called it buyer enablement. Can okay. we make it easier for people to buy? Is it easy to to become a customer on your website? Is it easy to book a meeting? Is it easy to, you know, do I need to go through band with a BDR or yeah. can I go directly to a, so stuff like that we're also looking a little bit at. Okay. And, and uh, on that topic, let's say that you are actually like doing these efforts. How do you make sure to create an alignment within their team sales, marketing, products, and all of those different departments and their stakeholders, uh, considering you are seven people and they perhaps are seven or even more. I don't know. <laughs> How do you yeah. make that work? Yeah, it's always a challenge, right? But we like to do we like to do some some pretty uh, in-depth reporting. So we do what I call RevOps light. Mm-hmm. We're not, I'm not, I'm not saying that we're like a RevOps people where we, we have some really skilled people, but but um, we're not RevOps people, but we do like the the revenue reporting, yeah. performance revenue reporting. So we we wanna we wanna create a, a unified dashboard where we can kind of say, look at what we're doing. This is how it contributes, right, uh, to to actual revenue. Or if we can't say that yet, then we have like we have the leading indicators lined up, so we know. Well, if we're starting with a cold layer, then for the first three months we might not be able to see. Direct inbound, uh, direct directly attributable inbounds, but then we're able to see more people to your website coming through direct traffic yeah. or something like that. Um, so that's one way we're trying to create alignment. Second part is in in the sales process. Yeah. Uh, in our own sales process, we do a pretty in depth sales process. So we have like we do we do some audits where we kind of audit how everything is going. We actually do a strategy uh, session with a potential client before, like free of charge, um, where we kind of talk into like whole this whole marketing takes time and if you want to if you want to if you won't only want to invest in marketing for for three months um and and like be upset if you don't get the thousand x roi then then maybe you're not ready to invest in marketing right yeah. or at least it shouldn't be with us because we don't want that on our on our um how, how long are your projects approximately or like the minimum so to say um we we start we start to say like we commit to three months and then over like from there it's it's fluid um spark has been only here for a year uh so we're and um, already acquired that's uh, really good yeah 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 it's pretty Congrats. Cool. nice uh, thanks um so spark has been here for a year so it's hard to really say if we have a an, an ltv like that yeah. because we have a lot of stuff still going on but but we want to be we don't want customers who don't want to be customers so it's easy to to, to say no. Uh, we don't do projects like that. So we go in and say like, here's a nine month uh, uh, project where we do some sort of transformation. It's more of an ongoing basis. Um, but but we we want to commit to to at least a little bit of time because marketing takes a little bit of time. Yeah. We can make it work, right? Normally, our customers see like they see the first types of results, real results, inbound ICP qualified inbounds within the third days or something like that. Yeah. But but we need to to get time to get things up and running and to make the first adjustments and but luckily like most of our customers understand that yeah, yeah that's good <laughs> and I guess that's why the the leading metrics are so important right to know that you're yes. on the right path and on that on that dashboard like the RevOps Light perspective can you tell me a bit about what KPIs you are measuring what's gonna be the leading indicators for you guys yeah um, so some of the leading indicators we're we're starting to look at. Let's let's take a let's take it for a case, right? So we have a customer like they're brand new, right? They haven't done any marketing. They have no brand out there. So let's say they just closed that maybe a, a seed or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so they don't really have anything. They're not they're not going to see inbounds 
we're not going to promise that anyway. So they're not going to, they're not going to see that. So we'll tell them like now for the next three months, we'll be looking at, can we improve the share of, well, maybe that's not the right word to use, but can we improve like the brand recognition yeah. that's going to be shown in organic searches, organic brand searches, right? So can we see it? Can we see like an increase in the number of people searching your brand on Google? Can we see more direct traffic? Can we see, Time on page is a little bit uh, iffy. I'm not like that's maybe not the best thing, but it's a little bit right. So we can say some something on the on the traffic quality there. Then we have um, key page views, and then we'll have inbound leads as like that. So okay. that functions in in two ways. So we have like if we can if we can get uh, organic brand searches, then we know we can get inbound leads yeah. because that's kind of a that's kind of the. Um, the natural progression, right? So that increases and then inbound leads are going to come, but it also works as a way to see where does stuff break? Because we're, if we're able to say we can get more brand searches, yeah, the messaging we're going out with works, but we're not getting an inbounds. Okay. Then the expectation they come into the website with has, is not being met. So like right. they resonate with the messaging, but what's on the website doesn't, doesn't like, get like hit right yeah. and they're moving on. So it kind of works in, in two ways. So would you say that you're focusing on the leading, the most leading, leading metric is the top funnel broad, like net perspective, because then you can get a lot in and then you can start optimizing the funnel later. Yeah. I think that makes sense to, to look at it like that. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's what for at least for a company with the case that we, we, we took, right. That's, that's where we can, that's where we can move move some stuff, right? Um, obviously, if the category is more mature, it might make sense to start for yourselves, right? You have a CRM system, yeah. then you might you might want to you might want to try and bid on some long tail keywords in Google search, because people know what a CRM system is, and they know how they can like what problems they can solve with that. So that might not make sense to start on social. Um, Maybe maybe move over there pretty quickly because it's a crowded space too. So so you need some differentiation and distinction, um, distinctiveness. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to look at it mm. uh, in the funnel. Yeah. yeah. And and what if you uh, get a customer that's a bit impatient and they want to change everything at the same time? Are you doing that, or is that going to be difficult because then you don't know which part of the funnel that you're actually improving and what cost the improvement, so to say? Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to be methodical. So if a customer comes in and they're very impatient, um, we're trying to obviously pluck the low hanging fruits. Yeah. Um, and if they want to change everything at once, um, it's yeah, it's it's a challenge, right? Yeah. Because they, then you won't, then we won't be able to tell. So it's just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping hoping some of it sticks. Um, okay. But uh, but we, we will like because in in some cases it's also needed to shift everything. Um, but it's it's a challenge because then then you'll have let's say they have something and it's it's not working it's not working really good but it's we do have some but then we shut everything off mm. and then nothing is bringing in anything so there's a balance to that um, it's a high risk high reward right there are a lot of spaghetti on the wall or everything's falling down <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah and on that topic talking about the goals and getting started how how do you make sure to balance let's say short term low hanging fruits and get started on the long term to actually see the ROI like step by step. Do you have some sort of methodology or have you seen some sort of mistakes that you, you can share or, or similar? 
Yeah, I think uh, one of the mistakes is is kind of shutting, as I just went in on, like shutting off everything and then saying yeah. you usually see it with a uh, new CEO comes in and he the 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 marketing mix has been lead gen, gated ebooks, all that, uh, and he he buys into this whole demand generation stuff, and the CMO he or she kind of shuts everything off, uh, and then like everything falls out. Not there's no funnel, nothing's right. left. So that's that's definitely a, a bad way to do it. Um, Balancing, I think we're looking at, we, we do the audits and then we try and do some, the, the guys over from Refine Labs at USA, they, they popularized the split the funnel. We try to do that a little bit. It's an analysis where you figure out what drives revenue on the short term and then mm-hmm. kind of stay in that lane, try and um, make sure that, that, that whatever is driving still gets sufficient budget. And then how can we reallocate everything uh, based on that? So if we see somebody, you know, we, we want Google Ads to be a, a profitable investment. So how low can we go in order to still keep that bottom of funnel demand capture thing running and then start adding the cold layers like uh, to the cold audiences on top of that? Right. Um, so I think that would be a way to go about it. Um, but it's stuff like this is so much case by case. Um, but But, you know... Not not just shutting everything off. That's 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 going to cost in the short term. Uh, and if we have something working, then then I think it would make sense to to, to just have that running and then optimize on that, um, and then then trying to trying to layer on more goodness on top. Right. Mm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, on the thing that you just mentioned, how how do you make sure to uh, navigate which channels there work? And which doesn't like how do you put in some investment in a channel to see the maybe proof of concept or the leading indicator going up but not fully spending and and finding a good balance do you have any advice or or similar yeah what we normally do during an onboarding process is we talk to the customers so we have a that's good have something (laughs) called a a techno anthropologist working here uh which is a which is a super cool term i think not the techno music but the no, techno anthropologist. Okay, so yeah. it's about. Um, I'm not going to try. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. But um, but she does customer interviews, and mm-hmm. during that, we'll 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 explore like where did these customers hear about you? So if you have existing customers, like where do they find you? Where do they hear about you? Where do you spend time online? And then we take out the guesswork. Mm-hmm. So like talking to these customers are going to say, well, they spend a lot of time consu- consuming content on LinkedIn. It's gonna then it's a no brainer for us to allocate budget over here. And then it's just a matter of, and that's a whole, that's a different exercise um, than allocating proper budget and then trying to scale it. Um, But yeah, so that takes out a lot of the guesswork. There's always going to be workhorse channels that that a lot of people are on. I think like Facebook, Instagram, you can almost almost always make that work, right? Because so many people are on there. Same goes for LinkedIn in a lot of, in a lot of these more um, technology advanced if you can even call it that, but LinkedIn has seen a surge recently, right? Um, so I think some of those are always going to be going to be working. Mm. Same goes for Google, really. So so many searches there every day, right? Everybody is be you can you can hit everybody there. Mm. So you're basically saying that you almost always have some of the like go to channels because you can see a good increase if you just focus on the right things in the funnel. Yeah, in the most cases. You can we can move a lot of companies like getting getting just getting these three channels right. We can mm. we can move a lot of companies where they need to go. 
And then you have like the fringe stuff, right? Reddit, the fun, fun experiments to run over there. I've seen pretty good results with it. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, in a specific yeah. industry or niche or just like, yeah, that was for, we had, um, we had a client, they were targeting like very, I'm putting in air quotes, right? Nerdy. Uh, like there was, this was developers. They were doing, um, they were doing enterprise content management, which is heavy stuff. And like, um, and, and a lot of programming goes into that. And we, we started, we started running LinkedIn, uh, sorry, not LinkedIn. We started running, um, Reddit ads on threads yeah. or subreddits, uh, with memes. And, and we saw like the CPMs were ridiculously low and we saw high click through rates and, and we, we, it was for a, um, for a webinar that we wanted to run and we weren't able to get anything from LinkedIn, but we were able to get signups from Reddit. So that's like, awesome. On, yeah. Yeah. So, so on those, uh, like fringe cases, I think, or it's, it's fun to, to experiment with that because, you know, that type of persona are, are, are hanging out there. And I yeah. think like, um, from what I've heard, like, uh, developer stuff over there, there's a lot on Reddit and then actually also finance, I think, um, can be can be pretty good uh, target audience on, on Reddit. Yeah. So basically, thinking about the the persona and then trying to understand which channels are they at, and also, I mean, <laughs> memes is not the usual type of content, right? It's more uh, corporate stuff that you usually put together, I suppose. Or how often would you say that memes come across? I think memes are getting more and more. Uh, mainstream um but the thing is it, when we talk about the the reddit case like redditors are they're savage right okay. if you do if you put something on reddit that looks like an ad they're gonna tear you to shreds okay really yeah. like they're gonna in the comment section and and everything like they're gonna they're gonna bash you really badly so mm. so you need to be very thoughtful to to how that um like to the dynamics of that platform in particular i think you can you can get away with more on facebook and linkedin uh, but but they are yeah. also because it's so niche um you need to be thoughtful for that but i think memes they're like a lot of people are posting <laughs> great memes on linkedin by now <laughs> yeah. um especially in the marketing area i think um so so that's definitely something to look at i think we're running a little yeah. bit of memes as well and actually i can't recall but i think i think they're doing pretty good nice <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's a lot of fun. And um, can you tell me a bit about uh, if you have seen any more niche channels or what works or what doesn't work in the specific channels? I think the best the best example that I have for you is is this Reddit example on the on the niche yeah. stuff. But I see something like TikTok that's also going to be th- maybe not maybe not this year, but I think getting the repetitions in and, and understanding how to how to move move on a platform like TikTok is going to be super important for uh, for um, for B2B companies in the future. Um, yeah. I know uh, I'm not going to say the company, but I know a Danish company uh, in the fintech space, they, nice. they started experimenting with TikTok on a like on a, it was almost like a joke they did it and it turned out to be their best performing channel. So, wow. yeah. So I mean, don't don't discredit it just like because it's not just like this uh, young young people dancing platform anymore. It it, it, it holds some value, I think. And if not yeah. uh, for anything else, like retargeting, I think could could work. Hmm. 
And I think also TikTok, uh, as you say, there's a lot of potential that's probably untapped, yeah. uh, but maybe also from a branding slash recruiting perspective, finding your next employee in that channel, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not really a I'm not really an employee branding uh, specialist, but I think I think that could be like to show it's a good place to show a character, right? I think yeah. one if there's one company who does it really well on TikTok. Uh, that's Duolingo. If like, you know, the okay. app, like they I have, have to check that out. They have this, they have this owl. Yeah. They have the owl. That's their mascot. And from what I've seen, like that, their content is just that owl running around their headquarters and wreaking havoc. Um, okay. that's pretty cool. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. Why not? I have to check that out. Yeah. And uh, on, on that topic, because I actually uh, found a tool, uh, like a month ago called buffer. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, that basically, for the listeners, it allows you to upload one thing and then put it into multiple channels all at once, right? Uh, a question for you. Are you adapting the content a lot depending on each channel? Let's say length or tone of voice or format and similar, or is it just let's push it all out on all the contents uh, channels? No, we're adapting um, because there's different rules on different platforms. Um, if you go to link, if we take like just social media, for example, right? If we take um, Facebook and LinkedIn for the biggest ones, right? If you go to LinkedIn and you try to push something directly, like buy this stuff or uh, book a demo here, or I'm not saying it can't work, but but for a lot of times you have to talk around the product, right? So you have to talk about uh, all this stuff around value propositions, problems, and like all this stuff. So so it's around the product, not really like. And if you go to a place like Facebook. Um, you, you can be you can you can afford to be more upfront and you can be afford to be more yeah. like uh, pushy with it um, because on on LinkedIn people don't go to just consume right they can people consume a lot on on, on LinkedIn but they are there with a purpose um, with like to in, like to get inspired or to get more knowledgeable on on stuff or or catch up with whatever thought leader they like or something like that but but on Facebook it's much more you're much more like just doom scrolling i think and like wasting your time if you will it's a little bit it's a little bit different so so if somebody comes across something that's that's has some relevancy and like that they can you can call somebody out and be more um you can call somebody out and be more uh, direct to the problem and say here's this solution to your problem click on this link and figure out something you can actually i think you can I think you can do that more on Facebook than you can on, on LinkedIn. So we do. We might not need to adapt like videos, and I do. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you necessarily. I'm not a creative, but I don't believe that you necessarily have to. If you have a three minute video, it can't be three minutes on Facebook. It has to be thirty seconds. I don't necessarily believe yeah. that because if the content is good enough and like valuable to the audience, I think you can 100% run however long video videos you need to. Um, but it's it's more about like the intent and the uh, the aggression yeah, about the aggression. Not yeah, the ask, yeah. Maybe. It's, yeah. A, it's a it's a good way to to look at it like the aggression and the directness of of the ads. So I don't think we uh. we don't have to. Obviously, there's the formats, right? If it's vertical or whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, but I don't I don't think for creative you don't necessarily have to change it that much. But but you can be more like direct and straight to the point with with Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. And uh, talking about marketing and channels, trends, 
is there something that you do or like how do you stay on top of all the different trends in the different channels what how do you determine what's long term going to work and what's like uh oh it was just a bump in the in the graph yeah um that's a great question, question right that's a great yeah. question yeah <laughs> uh i think i'm um i think i'm a little bit old school in that um so i'm trying to i try to stick to fundamentals uh because i think mm. if we have the fundamentals nailed like and when i say fundamentals i mean like marketing and business fundamentals icp messaging positioning all that stuff value props that we that we already talked about um then you can apply it to whatever platform you need to um so i'm not obviously there's a if i if i started posting on tiktok three years ago i would have mm. a, a huge following by now so obviously there is something to that um and I think the best way, I think the way I go about it is I, 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 I do stuff for myself, right? I try and like see that I'm okay. I'm committed to this for three weeks. Can I see like my, my first leading indicator? And like, I, I kind of just decide like, okay, I want, if, if I were going to do go on TikTok, I want to get 100 followers that I can see are in B2B SaaS. That's a fine yeah. leading indicator for me to just kind of validate yeah. that or a positive signal, maybe, um, trying to guess or or foresee what's what's going to be a, a good investment is is not very productive because then you'll be yeah. you'll be left thinking i'm i think you should just if you have the fundamentals like try everything for yeah. a really shitty gary yeah. vaynerchuk uh advice but um but like try just give it a shot and, and determine like what early indicators or positive signals should I, can I be content with that I, that I'm happy to see. And then if, if I can see that, then, then let's, let's go and then set a new positive signal. That's also how yeah. I approached, uh, I've been posting for LinkedIn organic for two years now. Right. Um, and that's also how, how many posts approximately like per week or, or something, one, or do you just do it? No, one every, one every weekday. So five a week, uh, okay. every, well, every, yeah. Yeah, every morning, it's kind of how I get my brain started. Um, Is it? Yeah. Turn the ignition on, so I wrote right in the morning, and then after that's that's out of the way, I can I can start getting some work done. Um, but uh, but that's that's also the thing that I started with, right? Okay, now I'm posting on LinkedIn. Do I see do I see um, engagements from? I want to sell to head of marketing. Do I see engagement from head of marketing? Yeah. Okay, I did. Good. Then I had three likes. It works. Two of them yeah. were for head of heads, heads of marketing. All right, yeah. good. Let's go. I'll keep going. And then at some point, it turned into inbound leads on the website, which I've never gotten before. So it's just about, uh, and that, this was obviously three years ago. So so things have changed a little bit. But but yeah. um, but that that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of the way I would approach it. Instead of trying to guess whatever trends come now, I, I'm I'm much more much more just get the fundamentals and then then try. I don't know. That was a. That was, that was probably not a good answer to the question. <laughs> no, but I think it, it makes a lot of sense, right? To to understand what you are content with and then try. Of course, it's going to be difficult to foresee trends in each channel, but if you know the leading indicators or KPIs, then you know also what you are happy enough with and then you can double down, basically. Yeah, and then when I hit it, I'll set a new target, right? So yeah. obviously, if I, if, I, if I have my leading indicators and their engagements from... ICP qualified people, right? My buyers. Yeah. And I can see that and I'm getting engagements and that's good, but I don't get any inbound leads from it, which is what's going to pay the bills. Then, then it's probably not somewhere that I want to 
continue um, within a certain time frame. But, but kind of moving that, okay, so now I got the engagements. All right, now, cool. I, I also got uh, uh, messages, like it DMs, somebody saying, your stuff is great. Okay, cool. More traffic to the website. Great. Inbound yeah. leads, close one deals. So kind of moving in, I, I like to look at it as, it's not, but I like to look at it as milestones. So now I hit this milestone. What's the next one that I need to look at? And, and kind of, uh, and then I'm not going back, right? So I'm not content with um, engagements anymore. Now, if I don't get yeah. DMs, then I'm failing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, move into a segment called quick ones. So I'm going to shoot some quick answers and I want some quick answers. Uh, quick questions, quick answers. Sure. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So favorite tool in your revenue tech stack? HubSpot. All right. So let's, I'm a HubSpot uh, yeah, fanboy. Yeah, that was a firm. Yeah, HubSpot yeah, fanboy <laughs> firm <over> answer. <laughs> All right. And best advice for a company moving towards demand generation? Get the fundamentals in place and move slowly, I think. Yeah. Um, so make sure like we know the value props and the, the, the and be very narrow in, in what segment that I wanna, I wanna target at um, and then move slowly. Be okay with stuff going slow because it's, it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna churn out uh, better results that way, I think. And the favorite KPI? Just one. Yeah, revenue. Revenue, ah, makes a lot of sense. Or if, if I can't say revenue, I say qualified pipeline. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you use uh, ChatGPT for? Uh, workouts. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't want to, yeah. So that's that's that. No, I don't, I don't use it a lot for a business. Uh, I think it's, it's a little bit subpar, and I can tell. Uh, so I use it for playing my workouts. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. I'll try it. And uh, one thing, if you were to give advice to younger people starting their career out recently in marketing or in sales, what would you give as uh, advice? Uh, build a build a personal brand for yourself. Um, I think that's a that's a huge thing because that's that's going to do two things for you. It's going to it's going to make you more like valuable to the company you're with now and it's going to open up your right. possibilities in the in the future. So I think those two are really really cool then there's a lot of other effects like right you'll get better at writing, you'll get better at stuff like this, you'll be better at like formulating your ideas. Um so so and and might not be it might not be writing, but like produce content that can kind of improve your improve your personal brand. And the last uh, question favorite marketing channel linkedin all right that wraps it up all right you did well Thank nice you. and uh, i want to ask a bit about the we talked about trends and that it's impossible basically to know what works and what doesn't but what are your takes on the future on the whole marketing zine the channels the maybe use of ai or ChatGPT? you mentioned subpar like what what do you think we'll uh, expect going forward I think the people who are able to create content that's not AI generated are going to stand out more uh, because I think I think you can as well. Uh, like when you scroll down through LinkedIn, you are you can see AI, AI. Oh, not AI, 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 AI. Uh, so I think I think um, there's going to be things there. I think AI is going to yeah. play a part in, in the operational stuff. Uh, it, it already does, right? Uh, yeah. For clipping video and and all that. Um, 
So I think it has a place there. I think um, when we're talking trends and when we're talking like where to put money, I guess, uh, for marketing, LinkedIn is still is still a like so much opportunity here. And we're talking right. paid and organic. Um, I think something that's kind of, and I've, I've, <clears throat> I've seen this a little bit over the, the la- these last couple of years, like events, I call it offline events because I, for some reason, like my, everything is online and like, that's my life. Um, so offline right. events, like where you meet up with people uh, and you have like, maybe not even 20, but like small events, I see that uh, like growing more and more. And I think yeah. that's a good bet. I think it's, um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, um, there's good unit economics to doing that because you can do it pretty cheaply and then you can, you can invite like the right people that you, that you want to have. So I think that is, um, I think that is, is, uh, is a big one. And then I think I'm like these, uh, personal newsletters, you know, Beehive and, uh, yeah. Substack. I think like, obviously there's a lot of, it's got a lot of buzz in the US. Uh, it's not really in in Europe yet, I think. Um, so I think that's also going to be a, a thing, right? And then maybe on top of that, like this whole influencer creator marketing in B two B is also going to see some some uptick. Uh, I think it's the, like to do some content collaborations and, and partnerships and and yeah, like that. So I think that's. That's some of the stuff that I'm looking at and trying to figure out a way to, it could be cool to do some influencer marketing, I think, um, mm. but I haven't figured it out yet. Mm. No, but I definitely agree. And I think uh, the, the personal newsletters, it feels like there are a lot of those that are also paid, yeah. but n- haven't seen that much in the Nordics, as you said. So maybe it's coming a bit later yeah. to, to us as usual. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. There's some there. Um, I think, I think it's because of the lower and lower, uh, reach and, and everything on, on like these social media platforms. So you want to build out like, uh, for lack of a better word, an, an owned audience, right? Uh, something that, where you can distribute, uh, straightly to them, um, where you're not really at the mercy of a, of an algorithm. I think that's, I think that's why. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, and uh, that leaves me asking you: uh, What advice do you have for future guests to this podcast? Are you looking for a guest recommendation? Yes. Yeah, I can highly recommend you invite my partner here from Sparkforce, Casper Rogman. He is a like mar- he's a marketing powerhouse. I'm I'm going to be real with you. He has some incredible cases. He has some incredible mm-hmm. stories. So I'll recommend you that. Or otherwise, if you want a suite, I have. Uh, Called guy called Simon Hepf, I think he's been mm-hmm. he's has he's had some some cool growth cases and has been working as a B two B growth advisor for the last ten years. Um, okay. so there's there's two. Cool, awesome. Thanks for that. Nice. I'm gonna wrap up with three of my main takeaways, and uh, one thing is definitely to um, define your leading KPIs and like the the moments that you're looking for to understand the level of performance so to say so that you know that you're on the right path another thing is going to be to uh, adapt the aggression in the different channels and uh, perhaps uh, talking about the reddit example about if you're looking like an ad people will bash on you so make sure to like uh, be a gecko in in the environment 
Uh, and the third thing is definitely to not shut down everything and not bet on everything all at once. So try to split it up into the different uh, funnels. Nice. I think that was good. I think putting it like be a gecko, I, th- I like that. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That's good. Right, uh, Frederick, thanks a lot for uh, joining me. I had a blast. And uh, thanks for uh, letting me pick your brain. Sure, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, take care, man. Take Bye. Care. All right, shifting the focus to you that's been listening, just want to remind you that this is an interactive podcast, so hit the link in the episode description. There, you can join the discussion with other listeners and comment on episodes. You can also submit ideas for upcoming guests, topics, or simply upvote what other people have already suggested. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it to someone that might be curious, friends, coworker, or that random person in your LinkedIn feed. Last but not least, liberating if you enjoyed it. While we're at it, add me on LinkedIn to see short video clips from the podcast and enjoy the rest of your day. See ya. One call closed, I'm sitting at home. I'm in sales, I love hitting the phone. Gotta hit the phone.